y'all doing? I'm Nicole. I'm Ashley. I'm Kalisha. And today we are discussing the 1997 film Eve's Bayou, written and directed by Casey Lemons. This movie, it stars Journey Smollett as Eve. Megan Good is in here. She plays the older sister, Cicely. Mm-hmm. And we have Debbie Morgan, mm-hmm. Lynn Whitfield, oh. Sam Jackson, and Lisa Nicole Carson. So this mm-hmm. is a, a very star-studded cast. Mm-hmm. Black classic. <laughs> it starts with a narration of an origin story. Yes. Kind of similar to how, how like Black Panther did about telling you the origin of this family. Eve, we learned, is she's a descendant of John Paul Baptiste and a woman named Eve, who is a healer. I'm assuming this is a mixed race couple. I'm Did you? This is a mixed race couple. Okay, because they they don't specifically state it. He gave her her freedom. So yes. I am assuming that she is an enslaved African woman who is enslaved by him. Okay. And so she, he, you know, he gives her her freedom and gives her this land. And the narrator says she bore him 16 children. Perhaps in gratitude, she bore him 16 children. You know, one wonders like the nature of the relationship. This doesn't seem all that consensual to me. But, you know, even her family, they are the descendants of these two people. Also, the narrator tells us that this is a story of how Eve killed her father. And so we go into this movie, I guess, knowing that the father is somehow killed by this 10-year-old girl. The film also opens with the narrator saying, memory is a selection of images, some elusive others printed indelibly on the brain. That put me in the mind of Zora Neale Hurston and their eyes were watching God. The book opens with, ships at a distance have every man's wish on board. For some, they come in with the tide. For others, they sail forever on the horizon, never out of sight, never landing until the watcher turns his eyes away in in resignation. His dreams mocked to death by time. That is the life of men. Now women forget all those things they don't want to remember and remember everything they don't want to forget. The dream is the truth. Then they act and do things accordingly. This film is concerned with memory. And if we are to think of Zerno Hurston as this literary foremother, this text opens with a meditation on memory, I guess you could say. Like, what do, why do you guys think that memory is something that's important to Black women and Black women's stories? Because that just hit me. I was like, oh my gosh, like, what are, what are they saying about memory here? Well, I think they're saying because um, when the narrator says this is a story of how she killed her father when she was 10, we're, we're thinking, okay, did she... Did she kill her dad when she was 10? Or is she imagining that she is the reason her father died? Like, this is this an intentional killing? Or does she think she's she's the cause of her father's death? Because yeah. if someone else told the story, it could be a different reason her father yeah. died. I feel like everyone, even I'm also thinking about Toni Morrison and her concept of rememory and in the book, beloved I think we can also see it in the film beloved where you can be in one scene and then immediately we're brought back to the plantation and sweet home and you know she's dealing with the death of her her daughter that she causes I just I feel like this idea of memory is saying something about what we identify as the truth and Nicole I think you hit it hit it right on the head when you were like did she really kill her father is this the truth because she says memory is a selection of images like that feels very proactive to me like i'm going to pick and choose the images that are going to be a part of this memory 
or maybe, you know, the selection is chosen by someone else, but either way, like this isn't going to be a picture perfect thing that I can look back on and claim as the truth because it's, it's printed out so clearly for me. This is something that I'm going to have to figure out. This is something that is, is scattered. This is something that is disjointed. It's not going to make sense to me. Also, one thing I noticed about this movie is it talks a lot about healers, seers, voodoo, alternative yeah. medicine. Mm-hmm. It takes place in Louisiana by the bayou. Louisiana is one of the places I believe, I believe Louisiana is very similar to the Caribbean and that you can see the African culture, the Af- I'm say African culture mm-hmm. that, that was brought here, brought to the Americas that, that is still prevalent there. Like they held on this few places um, on this part of the world that have held on to Africanness. Mm-hmm. And I believe Louisiana is one. Mm-hmm. Um, was it the Gullah, the Gullah region in South yeah. Carolina and the Caribbean? Yeah. And also I would say like some parts of Florida, you know, I don't know if water has to do with any of this, but I feel like people who participate in natural medicine, people who are closer to, um, you know, um, like more African deities, it's not, it's not something that is shunned out in public. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like if you're reading a story, you know, if you're reading a story about Harlem in the 60s or Harlem in the 20s, you're not necessarily going to see a lot of natural medicine people. Why? Because I feel like that's shunned in public, in private, you know what I'm saying? People is is practicing the things, but in public, that's that's not what's being shared. That's not what's being, like, we don't see that. I agree, which is why I was surprised that this movie shared that. Can you guys think of any other movie that has the same topics? Um, I mean, I'm sure they're out there. I'm yeah. sure they're out like, there. I can't Black think Panther? Of, like, Black, Black well, Panther? That's, but Black Panther is an African tale. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um and it's, uh, and it's, I would say like Daughters of the Dust. Um, yeah. I would say I Lemonade. I would, hmm. But that's still kind of, kind of recent. Um, okay. My point is for this to come out in 97, I see now I feel like people are more in touch with um, going back to look at, they're exploring spirituality. They're exploring African spirituality where, like you mentioned with Lemonade, where it's like we're getting introduced to these things mm-hmm. now, but they've always been here. We yeah. just there was a period where we just kind of ignored it, mm-hmm. and so I I really wonder what people thought of about this movie in '97 about voodoo and healers and seers, and do y'all think that are are black people ready for this history? Are should there be more movies exploring these topics? You know, it's it felt more like a backdrop as opposed to something that, like, this is something that I need to pay a lot of attention to. Because when I think about Eve's Bayou, I'm not necessarily thinking about the voodoo or the med or the natural healers or you know root workers i'm thinking about the infidelity i'm thinking about the lying i'm thinking about the tale that can that will that can take place in any setting like essentially this is a story about how a family is shattered because of infidelity and dishonesty you know what I'm saying? So I feel like, but I, I definitely agree with you that like, man, this is coming out 97 at the height of like every movie about Compton, every movie about, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
but that's just the the 90s because in the, you also had love jones you also had waiting to exhale you also had nutty professor things like that so you know i'm thinking like is this in the 90s is this the only period piece that we see um i mean i feel like there was probably others out there you know i mean i don't know what, what's popping up in my head it's queen but that was really queenie with um Berry and roots yeah and rosewood and there we go see Alicia but Hill those movies okay rosewood is based on this on a real on a true story mm-hmm. about true. um the city being destroyed by white people yeah right but it's very and i think me and ashley talked about this it's very rare that we find a southern movie that's a, with african culture mm-hmm. like that's rooted in southernness like mm-hmm. where that's part of our history yeah i would say i would definitely say like we don't see that we haven't seen that really I, since yes yeah, yeah. I, I think that's one of the reasons why like I, I like to hold on to eve's bayou that's why i'm like quick to call it a classic you know it it did something that hasn't been done and you know, I feel like I, you know, I still feel like Lemonade and even with, um, you know, Solange, when I get home, if we can call those films, you know, like that Solange was, that was just a love letter to Houston. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like it hasn't been done in like a feature film that everybody is flocking to the movies to see. Right. But what's um, the so, conflict? Well, well this movie what's... starts the movie starts with Eve as a young 10-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. Um their her family, you can tell they're a wealthy family. They have generational wealth. Yep. And they're at this party. And um towards the end of the party, Eve catches her dad cheating, basically. She catches mm-hmm. her daddy with Miss Maddie Monroe getting it on her and, name uh, is maddie Moreau. i thought it was monroe it's oh. not oh it's Moreau. mrs Moreau. they're in the carriage house getting it in so this whole it seems like eve is the only one that's that's upset about her dad her dad's infidelity she tells her sister her older sister Cicely and Cicely's like no daddy would never and going back to memory she tries to alter Eve's memory she's (laughs) like no this is what happened they were just laughing and they probably had a lot of drink and they was probably getting some more wine and she just fell on daddy and that's that's it that's that's it you did not see you did not see daddy and Maddie Moreau do anything, anything like that. No, that's not what happened. Can't be true. Even no. when, even before she gets to tell Cicely, you know, she's in the carriage house and she, she sees them. I feel like, you know, maybe she doesn't, she's 10. Maybe she doesn't necessarily know what sex is yet, but I think she knows she that knows something's going wrong. on. Yeah. Something is wrong. going on. And, oh yeah, you know, her father is saying, oh my goodness, you scared us. That's why we That's why we jumped. And she apologized. Almost gave me a heart attack. Sorry, I scared you, Mrs. Monroe. She's at that age where, you know, I can see a five-year-old saying, no, I ain't scared y'all, y'all scared me. What are y'all doing in here? Why y'all out here, you know? And I can see a, a 15-year-old just being silent, you know, but she's oh, at yeah. that age where, she doesn't, you know, in, in order to handle it, she's just going along with the lie. For and sure. when she tells her sister, it's especially heartbreaking because there are some things that, you know, she knows she can't tell her mom this. She also, you know, this this information might not be safe with an adult because if I tell this to an adult, then, then there are going to be certain actions that take place as a result of this. So I'm going to tell my sister and I'm assuming that this information is safe with her but her sister makes her, you know, change her, her memory, memory as, yeah, change her memory just like the father does. And it's, it's incredibly sad. It's very sad. It's very toxic. 
mm-hmm. when it comes to that you know extremely toxic like that's your day-to-day that's the temperament so, speaking of sicily yeah i, I was confused about why she was she was such a daddy's girl mm-hmm. but to the point where it's like daddy does nothing wrong i don't care what's going on <laughs> cares if he you know he hasn't been home in however long <laughs> but daddy is doing his best job ever don't so, you forget it so like why like where did that come from like what do you think that that is um, I feel like it comes from the fact that her mom is so prim and so proper and so perfect. And as a teenager, you know, I think especially a girl of their family, I think Cicely is like, oh my gosh, like a part of her feels like I have so much to get up to be my mom. And my mom critiques me on this and doesn't like this and doesn't like that. And I got to be, you know, and it's just like, oh my gosh. So it's like kind of like a little bit of point of contention, you know, she's growing up, she's a teenager. So it's all a phase, but she's in that spot. But it's like, regardless of whatever her dad never, it seems like her dad is like, Cicely's the father, Cicely is more like, I can do and look any kind of way, but Samuel Jackson gonna always say, "You look so beautiful. You look so great." Whereas her mom gonna be like, ah, "Fix your hair. Fix this. Fix that." And you know, it can sometimes make a girl be like, "Okay, mom, I'll do it." You know, but it's kind of like she begrudgingly like does it. So I think that's why she has this huge affinity like towards her dad. Like he cannot do no wrong. If he's mad, what did you do to him to get him mad? Like she is just, you know what I mean? That's kind of how I take um, Cicely. In my I remember, opinion, I remember watching Frankie and Nephi's show, you know, rest oh. in peace to Frankie. Um, I remember watching their show and they were in therapy and that uh, uh, one of the therapists said, typically with mothers and first daughters, if, if a mother, if her first child is a daughter, a lot of times there will be tension there. Why? I don't know. I don't think he explained it. If he explained it, I just don't remember it. Okay. But I remember holding on to that. And I remember thinking about my sister's relationship with my mother, some of my cousins and the relationships that they have with their mother. And there can be some tension there. I feel like the same is true for Cicely and her mother. Mm-hmm. I think that in a way, Cicely kind of wants to be the woman of the house yeah we see her she's always reprimanding her two younger siblings in a way that feels very didactic I think that she wants to be in charge and I think that she understands the role that women are positioned with which is to make sure this man is happy make sure you're keeping this house cool and like make sure you're taking care of the domestic space so that when he gets home from this hard day at work you can it's all about just loving on him yeah she's never critical of him because i think that she understands that it's not her place to be critical of him yep in the way that she can be critical of her mother yep could she be in competition with her mom i don't know if y'all sound the um, the iyanla episode with lisa ray oh yeah yeah i did i not see what point you're trying to make iyana broke down that um that lisa ray and her mom were in competition with their dad because kind of like sicily lisa ray was like my daddy was perfect Mm -hmm. yep like he did nothing wrong and the mom was like girl if only you knew your real daddy like if Mm -hmm. you only knew how your daddy really was but then iyana was like oh, you was just your daddy's other woman. Basically mm-hmm. saying Lisa Ray just took the place of the other woman, not in a sexual way, mm-hmm. but as more of affectionate. Like he really cared for this girl. And you see that with Cicely, how even Eve confronts her dad and be like, you don't even dance with me at parties. All You, you just dance with Cicely. Mm-hmm. I don't even think he danced with his wife, oh. did he? Oh, no, he did. No, he danced with Maddie Moreau. And yeah, Cicely, and then he danced with Cicely. It. So it's kind of like Cicely is the other woman. Yeah. And sure. the way. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So could oh, it yeah. be like 
that's her daddy is her man so and of i course think she's not doing anything wrong yeah and i, I think <laughs> like, i think she's a she's also aware of that um yeah that's why when she sees uh that's why when she sees her dad give just a little bit of attention to eve she she don't like it like she you know she's rolling her eyes absolutely and i think that even at you know 14 because again this is the 60s you know she's you know i think even her knowledge of sexual relations is not fully formed yet so i think that's why some of her her feelings for her father kind of move into like this incestuous space that I don't think she understands. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think he, like, of course it comes out in the movie. Like he kind of played on that and his drunkenness. Mm -hmm. And, or then I also think like, you know, were you really drunk? You know, I mean, or were you just off? You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of leaves the, the the viewer to be like, I don't know. You know, that scene was it was tricky because yeah. Was like, oh, she he describes it as she was a woman, right? And also, okay, so jumping ahead, also we learn that she starts her period mm-hmm. like that's around that same time too, mm-hmm. right? So it's kind of like she really is a woman, mm-hmm. right? So, it, exactly. it it was kind of weird because it's like okay we we kind of crossing the line here it's not a little girl that can sit on your lap and kiss you good night it's we're doing a little bit more than that it looks mm-hmm. it looks kind of right and it's a way to do it's a way for a dad and daughter to if if you do sit on your dad's lap it's a way it's the feeling it's the it's the tone that they're undertone with it that doesn't feel bad when you know you get like you know if if i see that now i don't think like oh my god you know you're 20 something sitting on your dad's lap you know but in that the scene like you said makes the people be like i don't know this you know and i think she's aware that she's you know again very protective of her dad she's aware that oh i'm a woman now and it was like you're acting really weird cecily mm-hmm. you know so yeah eve has psychic powers like her aunt mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. we see that early on in the film where she kind of predicts the death of her uncle yeah Oof, yeah it's a running thread in that family with the, you know, seeing stuff, knowing stuff, you know, so. Well, I, I get early on that Eve is close to her aunt, her dad's mm-hmm. sister. They yeah. even look alike. The hair is the same. Yeah. yeah. Like they, they favor each other, mm-hmm. which they is do. fine because a lot of people, there are plenty of people who favor their auntie. But a lot of people do. I can just tell by this movie. I'm like, okay, Eve and her auntie are have a connection. Yeah, that's not that she doesn't have with her parents. Yeah, or her siblings, and with her deceased uncle. You know, at the top of the movie, he's saying like, this is her. This is his favorite niece. You know, he has a the nickname Red for her. Um, But yeah, I can definitely see Eve and Moselle. Mm-hmm. being super close oh yeah you know like, she's she's with him she's with moselle when she's mourning the death of her of her husband yeah of her third husband third husband what i found interesting is that um you know later on later on in the film moselle and Roz, the eve's mother they're like out at the market and they see El Zora played by the wonderful Diane Carroll who is a um, who has a booth and she's telling people's future mm-hmm. and uh, El Zora predicts that you know Moselle is a black widow every man that you marry is going to die it's interesting that- well let's, let's set this scene up a bit because we know that Moselle has, she, she's a seer. I think they described it as she's a seer because she sees. Yeah. Because people come to Moselle to um, 
find or lost predictions. ones. Find, yeah. yeah. So Moselle has the power. And then Moselle doesn't want to go to, to um, what's her name? Eldora? Elzora. Elzora. Because she's saying, oh, she's not real. She's she's mm-hmm. just a, she's a circus show or whatever. And it's um, Ross who's like, no, I want to know what she says. But then Moselle, she reluctantly goes up to her. And you can see, I guess, it seemed like tension as Elzora knew this woman is a seer as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why, why are you here? Why? And she's like, tell my fortune. She's like, you don't need, you don't need me to tell your fortune. Like what? And she was like, tell my fortune. And she was like, girl, you are cursed. You know you cursed. I know. I'm trying to remember that. Man, why do you think? Are you- your man gonna die? What? Why? What you want me to tell you? Why do you think she? I feel like. Do you think, in a sense, she wanted her to say that because that's what she had been thinking about herself all along? Wait, you think? Say it, say it again. What, what yeah. is the? I think what what was Moselle's purpose for going to Elzora? Do you think that she wanted Elzora to say to her what she had been thinking about herself? She had already been thinking all. She's cursed. Well, they know the thing that gets me is that they both know because they're both seers so mm-hmm. it's like i'm with elzora girl you see what i see we see this together well what i find interesting is that <laughs> <laughs> eve is eve also has the power of sight and right. when she is standing in the mirror with her aunt as she's just reminiscing about her her past lovers eve says it's not your fault they die as opposed to it's not your fault they died. Like you're speaking in present tense as if this is something that is going to continue to happen. Like it's right. not your fault your husbands die. <laughs> like, like, going oh my to God. Die. like, I don't that's want going to, keep... to continue to happen. It seems like she's validating the, prophe- the, the prophecy of Elzora and of what Moselle thinks about herself too you know so I just felt like that was that was a bit tricky real tricky but we we haven't okay so Lewis is the town doctor mm-hmm. he's very popular with Samuel. the ladies right making very very calls. popular with the ladies <laughs> and, house <laughs> a lot of house calls and um and it's known very early on that you know he he's more than he's having an affair with maddie moreau so we see them in this carriage house and they're having sex but you get the sense that this isn't the first time that this has taken place you get the sense that this is not going to be the last you get the sense that you know maddie moreau is probably not the only woman that he has been with other you know the other woman he's having an affair with you get the sense that there are more women oh for sure um Roz is Roz Batiste is a classic housewife she has a certain position to play she is um you know she's doing her best to take care of the children another person who is in the house is the grandmother who provides another um some more maternal support after they visit Elzora, okay, they're running off because Moselle is just having a panic attack, right? Right. And then they see the bus, and Moselle faints and has an image of a child, an, an image of a child being hit comes to her. And so because of that, the kids in the Batiste house have to stay inside because we don't know what this vision means and we need to protect these children. Now, the children have to stay in the house. I immediately thought about the film and the play Fences by August Wilson. Oh. And, you know, it said that, um, man, I'm forgetting the, the man's name, Bono. Bono tells Troy, some people build fences to keep things out. Some people build fences to keep things in, you know, and it's, it seems fitting that 
Rose wants to keep, wants to build this fence because she feels like she's losing Troy and she feels like she's losing her son because he's, you know, college age and he's going to be going off, whether that's to college or whether that's to work or have a family of his own. So in a sense, she wants to keep her family close. So I'm going to build this fence, right? This, I think the same can be said for Roz. Of course, yeah, y'all going to stay up in this house. Y'all dad leave all the time somebody gonna stay up in this house and be like, you know like we need to maintain some sense of family here yeah like that's you know that's important definitely to her and her family yes like yes the vision Appearances. scared her so right she's she wants to protect her children but i also think that this is about maintaining the core family as oh best she can you know also you see the the breakdown in the family of who believes in the visions because um mm -hmm. lewis is like you know my sister crazy right <laughs> he like, casted it off no, she's not like yeah. this is real and even the older and sicily she she's defiant oh for sure when she goes off to get her hair done and <laughs> you know she goes missing the mom is hysterical <laughs> like where are you and she comes home she's like mama i went all the way to daddy's office then i went road and i got on the bus then i went to the i had to cross the train tracks to get home and i'm alive mama and look at me i ain't die <laughs> now what and also like you cut Girl. your hair I feel Girl, like I, I wasn't allowed to cut my hair until I was like 25. Like cut, yeah. cut my hair. She, she, that was an act of defiance for real, yes, for real, the for real. Cutting the hair, the leaving the house. It's like walking home grown now. I am grown, and you. I can got tell, my period. I, honey, <laughs> I am ovulating. Okay, I am on a schedule. We probably synced up, boo. I got my cycle. <laughs> I think that this is this was less about settling her mother's worries because I can get you know you can kind of see her saying like look my you don't have to worry about it I went outside right. and I am okay you need to stop worrying but oh, this no, no, was no, about no. just proving you're wrong, oh, wrong. and I want wrong. you to know that you're wrong oh yeah for certain and I'm going to do this in front of the family because they need to respect me more than they respect you. Because she's the other woman. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Do it's you? Okay. So it doesn't really explain it, but okay. Roz knows about her husband. He yeah, knows, sure. He, it's feeling there. Maddie Moreau calls the house. She know. Yeah. She, she know about the other woman too. Yep. The thing. Okay. So I get. I get marriage being an image and a social status and you don't, you know, who cares where my husband is? He comes home to me at night, whatever mm -hmm. that whole, you know, illusion basically. And Cic Cicely still um, confuses me because she, she falls into this illusion, but then later on when Eve kind of confronts her about it, or when it when the, the Maddie Monroe situation kind of blows up some more, Sissy's like, "Girl, I believed you then." I, you know, she was like, "But," and he's like, "But why you? Why you? Why you lying?" Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, what's going on with you? Why are you pretending like Daddy? Daddy hasn't been unfaithful to Mama. She don't want to believe nothing that's wrong with him. With him, she's like, he's too perfect. He can't have a mark on him. It's like, but she knows it. But she knows but it. But she just don't want to say it, which is which got me like, mm -hmm. Cicely, why, why are you so on your daddy like this? Well, I mean, I feel like I understand her denial, right? Like you, I think she has to put her faith in something because if she's thinking about her position as a young girl, what are her models as far as a relationship is concerned? I can be wild and crazy and speak my mind like my aunt, but all of her men die. Yeah. Or I can be like my mother who has a successful 
relationship successful because it lasts right but obviously my mom isn't doing something right and I need to make sure that this man is happy when he gets home you know so it's my mom like my mom is the the problem she's the she's really the she's the blocker Mm -hmm. she's the blocker yeah and she really want to clear that block like she's she's angry on a deep level and I feel like my question is like when did all this start it's like slowly I mean I guess we don't really know but slowly progressively just start disliking your mom you know and like I think you was always like in love with your dad but it was like I think the more she grows in love with her dad like the worse her mom gets like she's in competition with her mama that's that's and and also another reason is like if you think about the family dynamic I think that you know like fathers at least the image of the family in the in the 1960s the father is kind of like a grandparent in that all they have to do is love the kid that's like all I have to do is financially provide and love the kid all the hard work the cleaning the cooking well, not, not to say that loving is easy, we but I understand. the the child like it's the manual the labor, child, the raising right. the child, the manual labor of raising a child. You don't Falls have on to the mother. do. So when I think about my mother, I think about work. I think about she's the one who's going to reprimand me. She's the one I'm with day to day. She's the one who's going to teach me how to be an adult. When I think about my father. I just think about love. I just think about fun. I just think about he's getting off work. And oh my God, he's just going to love on me. And that's it. Like there isn't going to be any, I think the, the, the authoritativeness is, is with the mother only in this household. No, that's true. That's, that's usually that how it true, is. Yeah. Like the mom is always has to be the stricter parent because she's the one that's doing all the work and the dad can just be gone all day and come home with ice cream yeah you know but one thing um i also noticed is that moselle says that she and her brother are alike mm-hmm. but i cannot when you, yeah but i guess alike meaning they always saying that they I don't know how you describe mm, this. They is, it, is it a craving? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> they, they crave relationships. Like, you know. Yeah, but, I can see that. But when you but when you see Moselle, it's it's as if these are like real loves. But compared to Lewis, I don't get the feeling that this is these are real loves, even though Maddie Moreau is is the main side chick. Do you do you feel that that was love? I mean, jumping ahead in his letter to Moselle, he says that you and I both know that all I do is push aspirin to these people. Like <laughs> yeah, I am right. not out here delivering yeah. babies. I am not managing diabetes. I am not like oh, I am just. Oh, you feel bad? Here, take these tums. Um, so, and he said, I need to feel like a hero sometimes. So I think a lot of it is that I feel like he just likes, I think both of them like to be the center of attention. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that with the three men that Moselle was with, one of them, she does cheat on them. Right. And that's yeah. how he dies. So, and I'm assuming that when she says, you know, me and me and my brother, we just alike. I ain't had no kids to catch me though. So I just thought about this, how Moselle is like, my brother and I are just alike. And when she's saying how she was, she cheated on her man with this other man. And you know, the, he still ended up got shot. Same thing happened to her brother. Got shot for cheating. But we can the get the very same. Well, it's interesting. She doesn't want to see her brother's doings. Remember when Eve is asking her about how do you kill someone with voodoo? Eve is asking her, How do you harm people? Someone, 
right? And her aunt is saying, well, why are you saying that? What is going on? What, tell me, what's, what's the issue? You right. know, she says, give me your hands. And she takes the hands and I feel like she, you know, it was some fire. Go on and keep secrets if you want to. I won't squeeze it out of you, but you can't kill. <laughs> I feel like she, <laughs> Mazel felt that kerosene, that propane coming up off the hands, coming off the 10 year old yeah. hands and say, oh, well, go ahead, keep secrets if you want to. I won't, I won't beat it out of you. Go ahead. Like, girl, you seen what was happening. Over here. You seen what was happening and you just didn't want to deal with it. Yeah. And then in another scene, you know, when she's saying, I saw my dad and, 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 and Miss Moreau and Mrs. Moreau. And she's like, girl, hush, let me think, you know, like every yeah. time Eve wants to tell the truth, nobody's listening. People shut her down. Yeah. Yep. Even I think it's that same point when she's just like, she's Eve can't take it. She's like, look, mama is cutting herself. Sicily's been in the goddamn bathtub for an hour. Mama keeps stabbing herself in the kitchen. Show your hands, mama. And where's daddy? He's never home. Daddy ain't working. He's not working. Yep. Sicily out, whatever. Like, y'all, yep. y'all don't see this madness in this house? Mm -hmm. Like, daddy is cheating on mama. And <laughs> often. Was like, no. And then even her auntie took to the side and was like, now, do you have to, do, do, is this going to help? Are you helping the conversation or not? And she's just like, but what y'all, what y'all gonna, gonna do about it? In front of me and y'all just acting like, no, this is happening. None of it is real. Well, and especially like why with the mother, with Roz, she doesn't want to hear the truth, right? Because when Eve has that moment where she's saying, you know, um, when the mother says, your father works hard enough so that we have 85,000 bathrooms in this house. Yeah, she says, bathrooms. not every time he's not always <laughs> at work. I know he's not. And the mom just kind of, you know, has to take that in. And her aunt carries her outside. But the mother doesn't want to hear that truth. And I can understand why, because at the end of the day, what are you going to do with it? You know, but why go to a fortune teller? Huh? I said she ain't gonna leave. So she ain't gonna he's leave. not gonna leave. But why go to a fortune teller if you already know that your husband is? But you know, you always need that. You always may want that concrete. You know, you just want somebody to kind of affirm what you are already thinking, what you already know. But you just kind of want somebody to just be like, just to tell you, like, do you think I should take this job? You know, you need to take that job. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's mm -hmm. just certain things. I think she was like. I'm just going to go to an adult and just say it because my mind can be playing tricks on me and my daughter is a little girl. So let me just go to a psychic. And do you think that she wants the psychic to give her like a quick remedy? Yeah. You know, she want her to give her a quick remedy, but she also may even want the psychic to like look ahead. Like, you know, will this kind of calm down? Will he get sweet again? Will we be all right? Because if that's the case, then I just continue to wait the storm. I just continue to deal with the storm right now. If you see that, oh, it's going to be all right. You know, you're going through a hard time right now. But if you do this, then the third, it's going to be okay. Because Roz is the kind of person that's like, I'll do it. Because again, she's a person that's very, very, very big on those appearances. Mm -hmm. But she don't really want to like rock that boat. I mean, look at her life. I mean, beautiful parties, beautiful children, house, husband successful. She's prim and proper. She's gorgeous. She's fit. It's all these things. So she got to be like a woman that's leaving him. And it's a talk of the town. She ain't really trying to do that. It's a lot of things at stake to her. And there's a lot of things that she just don't want to give up on. So I think that's why she she wanted that psychic to give her like the remedy, the elixir, the, the right <laughs> message. You know, it's like that ain't going to be the case. What, like, let's get to the moment that kind of makes up the crux of the film. Mm -hmm. The moment between Cicely and Lewis. Yeah. It's the reason why Eve thinks she wants to kill her father. Right. It's the reason why Cicely has to go live with her mother's family for a little bit while she sees a doctor. There's a storm. 
Lewis comes home. Lewis and Roz have this big fight. And then Cicely believes that she gives her father a quick massage. She sits on his lap. She gives him a sweet kiss. And then he goes in for a more sensual, demanding kiss. Yeah. And she pulls away from him and he hits her. Yep. Hard. Lewis believes that she, he just got into a fight with his wife. Mm-hmm. That has ended. The, his daughter comes downstairs, gives him a little massage mm-hmm. and sits on his lap and gives him a sweet, innocent kiss. Mm-hmm. And then the daughter goes in for a more sensual, demanding kiss. Right. And in a panic and just out of reacting, he hits her and says, no, meaning, no, that is not how we kiss. Mm -hmm. She gets up and runs upstairs. Right. What y'all think happened? (laughs) I think it was definitely uh, Sicily is correct. Really? I think it could be a little bit of both. Yeah, I think maybe he was shocked when Cicely kissed him, because Cicely does seem she 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 is the other woman, and a <laughs> non in <laughs> a non in a weird way know, in a weird way, true. You know. So I can see she comes down. She's like, "Oh, daddy, daddy, stress. Let me let me mm-hmm. massage him because mama." ain't do her job doing so, nothing yeah, i'm gonna do my job and so i think i do think maybe they both got carried away and i do think maybe lewis was shocked he was like whoa 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 this is my daughter what mm-hmm. what what, what is going on here mm-hmm. so i do think the slap was a was a reaction like uh-uh this this i can't this is not cool i just appreciate the way the film handles the delicate nature of consent and assault mm-hmm. and molestation and incest because mm. I was immediately thinking, well, if this is true, if we are to take Sicily true, like if, if Sicily's story is the, is the right, correct story, mm-hmm. then why do we never see him act on his incestual feelings Mm -hmm. why do we why is this the first time but as I'm thinking that I'm immediately thinking about those survivors who come out and say this man assaulted me and how people say well he hasn't done that before why is this first time we're hearing about it we don't believe that that's not the that's not the guy we know Mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying so I feel like that thinking can be a little bit dangerous I feel like the film is trying to show like it's not gonna be all black and white it, there will be some gray mm-hmm. here there will be some you know and especially with a um, molestation that happens inside of the family a lot of times these people are not menacing scary always on the hunt to sexually assault someone sometimes there is this sense that, you know, you don't even know that you've been taken advantage of because you're too young or because of the family dynamic. You have not even processed that what just happened wasn't right, you know? Right. So I just, I appreciate the way that the film kind of showcased the complexity of that. Um, I, I agree that it's probably a mixture of both, right? Like I can I, I think that Cicely got a little carried away with what she felt like was her duty. Like leading up to this, Lewis should have put her in his, in her place right from jump. You know, when, when Roz is waiting up for her husband to come home and she sees Cicely, she says, look, Cicely, I don't want you waiting up for your father. You don't need to be doing that. Because right. I know why you're doing it. You're doing it because you feel like you you have to take care of him and you right. have to cater to him. 
that's right. not your job. Your job is to be a kid and to stay in this house as long as I need you to stay up in this house. You know, go go back upstairs. Yeah, I am the one who takes care of this man in this way. In I this am way. the one who does that. So you need to go sit down somewhere. I feel like Lewis never does that. He he takes it in. He just he'll t- he's so narcissistic and in, in his feelings and his ego and all of those things. So even at a daughter's cost, he's just like, ah, it is what it is. You know, when what I'm they when when Roz and the grandmother and mm-hmm. Moselle are having a conversation and things are getting heated and you know that they're talking about maddie moreau and how she has been acting inappropriately mm-hmm. when lewis gets home cicely's like daddy daddy you have to go you have to go away and then come back later they're mad right right i feel like he should have said at some point like after that like hey i don't need you doing that don't worry just this is grown folks but don't worry about that you know what i'm saying like uh, what you could do is just stop 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 cheating is what you could do and hell, if you go cheat, I mean, yeah, dang, make make it a mystery. Make I need to mystery. be shocked that the cheating is happening. You putting it all out in Front Street, Sloppiness. embarrassing motherfuckers. Yes, you know what I'm saying. So Girl. I feel like in that moment, he should have said, like that would have been a perfect moment to say, "I don't want you worried about these matters." You need to know that me and your mother love you and we will always love you and we will always take care of you and I ain't going nowhere. He does that with Eve. Right. So do that same thing. I think the problem is the dynamic is different. I think Cicely has been in this caretaking position for a very long time. She's the oldest. Even like when you said the mom knew that she was waiting up for her dad. She's probably been waiting up for her dad. Right. And it's probably... Now the mom says, okay, stop. But the mom sort of stopped that the first time she saw her do it. This probably the 100th time she's going to wait it up for her daddy. Like, so I think the mother is late in doing that too. And then as far as like what he should have said, he's, he's not because the dynamic is, is skewed. It's it like is. Cicely and the mom are kind of neck and neck, you know, they're not this is not a typical parent child Cicely is not a child she mm-hmm. is she is her father's other woman <laughs> like that's who she is, <laughs> oh, is stuck on the side chick thing <laughs> I do think it's just honestly just a lot of missteps as it relates to putting a child in like what they call putting a child into a child's place you know, certain times, like you say, it could have been a way that she would have said, like, um, Cicely, I'm down here now. It's too late in the middle of the night. I'm waiting for your dad. You go back upstairs. No, no, if ands or buts, like, I go back upstairs. You could be like, oh, I'm just waiting for dad. Like, no. You too, no. I'll say it again. He'll come up to your room when he gets home, but I'm down here. Mm-hmm. So go to your room. It's just like that. Like, you know, just letting it be known. Like, you can't cross the lines into what it's your mom's supposed to do. And I don't think, like you said, that really was not carved out. So Eve puts a couple of plans into motion, right? So she goes to um, Elzora and says, mm-hmm. look, I need somebody dead. I need them dead and gone. Yeah. Here go they hell. serious about it, right. Here go they hell and here go $20. She really doing something. So, <laughs> so that's one plan. And another plan is she also puts some ideas into Mr. Moreau's head right so she sees him at the market and he is just so loving so caring and he's she's eve is asking mr moreau about maddie and his relationship with maddie because you know mr moreau teaches down at xavier which is very far and sometimes he just stays down in new orleans when he when the weather is bad but he tries not to because he don't want maddie to get too lonely now, I knew that Eve was up to no good when she, you know, started the conversation with Mr. Moreau, but I knew that there was a certain sneakiness when instead of calling her Mrs. Moreau, she started referring to her as Maddie. Like, mm-hmm. oh, Matt, Maddie don't seem like the lonely type. Mm, Maddie mm-hmm. don't, Maddie don't be missing you. That's crazy 
Maddie, you you be you be at work, but Maddie, she don't be at home, do she? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like just so messy. Grown. Too grown. <laughs> so I think she plants the seed in Mr. Moreau's head that my, you know, my father and your yep. wife have something going on. Yep. And they ain't playing Monopoly. They ain't playing checkers. Okay. <laughs> No, they're not. So, you know, of course, Mr. Moreau catches the two at at a bar. And it seems like... Do you think he knew he was going to shoot Lewis? No. When he went to the bar? But why bring the gun? Because I think he did it as like, you know, I'm big and bad kind of thing. Like, I got to it. To scare him. To scare him. Like, let you to know I mean him. business. Like, you know, I'm a nice guy. And you think you could take me because we kind of the same building stuff. But let you know, like, I'm I'm here to let you know. No. You know, and I don't he think says, he going to do it like that. If you ever speak to my wife again, I'll mm. kill you. Yeah. Well, let's I mean back it. up because um, Eve is here. Eve is there. Yep. So Eve runs to the, I guess Eve knows. Okay, so this is a point. So Eve already planted this seed with, um, what's the other fortune teller's name? Elzora. Elzora. She she plants the seed with Elzora. She's thinking she's going to give her like a doll. And she was like, honey, we don't do dolls here. Like, yeah, she's I got the hair. Doll. Mm-hmm. I, she said I buried it where all y'all baptists be buried at so don't worry about it she feels a little regret like she was like oh man is my daddy might really die and so she thinks she goes Eve goes to try to save him and then that's when Mr. Monroe comes to the bar and yep. Eve was like daddy let's just go home let's go home please daddy just, just come home come home come home and Mr. Moreau is like, yeah, you need to listen to your daughter and go home, go home. <laughs> and you know, that and makes then, no man go. <laughs> and Lewis, he's he's feeling all big bag and masculine energy. Like, right. All right. And then Miss and Mr. Moreau is like, um, I don't don't speak to my wife ever again. Like, don't say one more word to my wife. Like you that's it. Just don't. Don't. And so then Lewis. His bad <laughs> masculine self. Bye, Maddie. Good night, Maddie. He said, and then uh go sleep off that whiskey. You'll apologize to me tomorrow. One more word and you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> One it was that breathy voice. <laughs> One more word. I ain't got the time today. He was like, Good night, Maddie. And so Mr. Monroe turned around. Turned around with that. that it out. It was like bam bam. No, it was like bam bam. Bam 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 bam. Girl. Yeah. Horrible. Gun violence is horrible. Oh god. But Eve saw her her dad die in front of her. Yeah. Yeah. And that certainly traumatizing i think it's also even though like we don't really feel sorry for her it's also traumatizing for for maddie moreau you know like no one one really deserved to die here exactly we could have had a conversation we could have had a conversation conversation. shoot we could new orleans so i could cheat on you with a new orleans doctor it could have been it (laughs) shoot yeah, that was that was tough. That was like a tr- definitely traumatizing situation, and all her little kiddish things. You know, like when you think about it, like Eve, like it was like you know she was doing kid like things. She was going here and trying to figure this out. And I mean, I understand she was upset and she was all rattled, but I think in that moment she realized like all those little works and those things that she had. Not saying she was the root, you know what I'm saying? But you know, it was kind of like the definition of like you know you playing, like you are playing and you are playing, and then now I got real, you know. Well, I think, you know, there are certain things, even when I say just certain things about myself, like how people say, like, there's a meme going around saying, don't say you're sick, say you're healing because words have power, you know? I like that. And this narrator 
is obviously older, right? Like she, and she says, I was 10 when I killed my father, meaning like she believes that she killed her dad. Yeah. You know, like, do you guys think she believe? do you, do you guys think she killed her dad or do you think no. this was all his doing and, and Mr. Moreau's doing? Well, it's one of those things where if you, if you believe in manifestations mm-hmm. and, you know, putting things out there, and then when you see, when you see it come together, um, I also, I've, I do believe that I read somewhere that there is no such thing as a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, so right. in that sense, like there's, there's no such thing as a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Like one thing led to the other. It was to the direct reason. No. Was her dad gonna, probably going to die anyway? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, true, true. But the an- there is no answer yeah the answer is yes and no mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's one of those things it is it's one of those things do do i feel like she was directly no i don't she didn't pull the trigger she didn't pull the trigger yeah but she being that she is, she is a seer and yeah. and she also puts the seed in in mr moreau's like yeah. she connects the dots for him right because there's a sense that he's a bit clueless in that like going back to the one of the first scenes at that party miss when maddie moreau and lewis are dancing i didn't feel all that comfortable at all and even though Roz is smiling you could tell i ain't feel comfortable even the grandmama knew the grandmama like it I don't the grandma like was it. looking like, um, get this woman away from my son. I don't like exactly. it. Exactly. But we don't see that reaction from her husband, from Mr. Moreau. It's as if like he's a bit, he's a bit clueless, you know? Yes, he is. So without Eve saying that, he wouldn't have known. That's not to say that, you know, Eve like forced him to to commit a crime. I feel like if it wasn't Eve, it would have been like it, it probably the truth would have came out one way or the other. Yeah. But it yeah. just happened to unfold in this way. And then also the power of belief. If you mm-hmm. if you really whatever you believe in will come true. So if she yeah. if she believed that those pieces of hair that was buried with Autumn Other Baptiste, you know spark the flame then hey i don't don't know yep you're right about that i can't say it's true i can't say it's not true i can't you're right you're right you're right it's one of those situations do y'all think that and i'll probably put this in a previous section but do y'all think moselle is is mentally unstable moselle the, no. the sister mm-hmm. um i don't think she's no. mentally unstable but do i think she has like a sadness around because of what's happening with her life and her loves and stuff yeah but i don't think it's like um you know like i am just sick you know i don't think that you know i don't think that you know there was a moment in the film that made me uncomfortable and it it made me uncomfortable when i was younger like when I first saw it because mm. in 97 I'm I'm not even 10 yet you know yes you are you 97 you 12 how I was born in 85 yeah so was I and I was 12 in 97 dang oh. as you do the math <laughs> what the heck wrong with you like, I'm eight guys right? I'm eight years that old was, that was 93 it was eight and 93 um, 97 we was in middle school <laughs> Jesus I was okay so I'm not even 15 yet um <laughs> but she I, she crazy. I felt very uncomfortable when when what Moselle happens? says because if you tell anyone anyone at all I'm gonna kill you like what it made me feel so uncomfortable really and and when the yes and when the father says my sister is not unfamiliar with the inside of a mental 
institution. I think that, you know, that's a place where people put women like Moselle because they, they're powerful and, and you can't explain them. To use such heightened language with a child felt very uncomfortable for me. And there seemed, I, I got the sense that, you know, even though she understands decorum, she mm -hmm. doesn't understand, like, I, 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 maybe I don't know how to say it, but I don't, there, there was something that just felt like this person might not be the most stable person and her anger, like moves her, her anger can be so heightened and she can't tame it. Okay. I think the movie teaches us or one lesson I got is the differences in, Af in African spirituality and Western culture. Lewis is a doctor. He's not with the shells, the seashells and the dust. <laughs> He's pushing aspirin. Mm -hmm. Okay. He's right. not giving you dandelion. No. He's giving you aspirin. So I think that dynamic for him to be like, oh, my sister, she's just wild is because she's, <clears throat> she's non-traditional. Right. I think that's, that's where their difference is. You have someone who's straight and narrow and someone who is non-traditional and who is um, more in touch with spirituality and feelings and, and getting in tune with, with herself and, mm -hmm her visions and you can say nature and that's who she is not and I think back in the day people thought those people were crazy mm -hmm. and they yeah probably they did probably put them in mental institutions mm -hmm. because yeah. west um non-traditional healing is not something that's acceptable nope. people are just now getting into it it's just now when we're like, you know what? I don't want aspirin. Give me some dandelion. Mm -hmm. And there's what still some hesitation. <laughs> what you know, has Seymour so said? So right. I think that's what this yeah. movie shows us is that yeah. dynamic between the brother and sister. But I will kill you? I don't think, I don't, I didn't take that to heart. I didn't take it to heart. Mm -mm. I took it just like, you know, like a I don't know. I didn't. You, really you that probably day. you probably thought that she really could because um, I didn't think that I didn't yeah. think that she would really. I didn't think she would kill her, but I think that just even the the threat of it felt too much to me. It felt abusive in a way that, you know, I I even think saying like. Get get from round up or I beat your behind. Like to me, I don't I don't like that. But that well, is yeah, but think about that, the time period. Mm, yeah, I've been I've been desensitized. To, I'm a beach, you know what I'm saying? But even in 97, that was normal. Mm -hmm. To say kill? Yes. Oh my God. Show me the receipts. Where? What what film? Um, it's life. Not film, show, but you show me, the, that show me the text. Show me the text. Actually, it in life. Text in 97. What? No nonfiction text, no biographies. I need to see. No. It. It's life. All right, y'all, we've come to the end. I had so much fun as we always do. So please feel free to check us out on social media. Check us out on Curry Gumbo on Instagram. And then soon you're going to see us all over everything else. Bye, y'all. Bye. Later.